Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Jack. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's it going? Doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's, uh, as we record this, it's uh, August and the heat wave in New Jersey finally broke. It was like brutal for two or three weeks. And it was the summertime, but this was like going out for a walk for 30 minutes, coming back soaking wet kind of kind of heat. So it finally broke. I understand that in the Carolinas. We get a lot of humidity for about five, six months straight. And it's, it's brutal to go on a walk outside. Yeah. So you're no stranger to it. So Jack, let's kick this off. Let's um, uh, tell, tell my audience of Morning Upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us a, a big win that's happening in your life right now. So Jack Tompkins, again, Brian, thanks for having me on, man. Very much appreciate it. But I run a company called Pineapple Consulting Firm. So we are sort of your outsourced analysts for small businesses. So anything from you know fixing Excel tools to building fully web-based and automated dashboards. Love everything data and analytics, data visualization. It's been a fun ride so far. Recent win, company-wise, I actually brought on an employee uh, just a couple months ago. And she's killing it. We're growing the team. It's a really exciting time to be scaling and growing. And I've always loved managing people. So it's been a really fun journey. How did you get into this business? So it seems kind of uh, it seems like a niche company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good question, right? Who the heck grows up and is like data visualization? That's you know that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I worked corporately for a while and really liked the analytics piece of it. I was frequently in the spot where I had to present to, you know, like the CFO of the division or like my boss's boss's boss or something. And I'd get in there and they'd ask me for this huge request and I'd have three minutes to talk about it. So I ended up just making dashboards. And here's my analysis. Here's what I did. Here's the end result. And they were able to pick everything up within 10 seconds, ask me the question they needed. Boom, done. Super efficient, really effective, really good insights too. So I loved that, did not love the corporate world, but loved that piece of the work and figured, all right, I bet small businesses don't really have access to that. So let's put some feelers out there and got good reception and been doing it for coming up on three years now. Oh, excellent. And you mentioned that the, in your win the team, it's amazing what a good team member can do, what a good team member could do for the business. It's so key. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fun too, which is great. Yeah, it's like the what do they say? The small hinge that swings the big door it just makes such a big difference. Having the right team and right in the right seats in the bus. All right, so let's go to um, let's go to your morning routine. T- tell us how you start your start your days. Sure. So I am uh, I get you know a reasonable hour. I'd say normally on an average day somewhere around like eight a.m. ish. Try and make sure I get seven and a half hours, which I'm typically working till midnight. So eight a.m. kind of works, but I try not to have meetings before ten. Because I like to have sort of a morning huddle with myself. And what am I doing today, both personally and professionally? And just kind of level setting a a little bit and making sure that I'm kind of clear on, I'll call it, to use the buzzword, strategy. Make sure that my strategy is good for the day, again, both personally and professionally. And then kind of start my day slow and then get into a groove uh, once meeting starts. Morning huddle. That's it. I like that. That's like a spin on the morning routine word. I might steal that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working till midnight, huh? So you're you're that's a long day. Yeah, how do you turn your brain off to go to sleep? It's pretty much. <laughs> it's funny because most entrepreneurs have a difficult time sleeping, and there's days where I'm in that. But 
I'm working, 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 and my head hits the pillow. I'm just exhausted to the point where my brain is already off. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I mean, I'm trying to, I, I, and you know, people that listen to this are like, man, he's, he's mentioned this a few times. He's obviously not doing it, but I'm trying to get to the point where I turn off electronics 30 minutes or an hour before bed, like nothing, no TV, phone, computer. Ah, it's so hard. If I see the benefits in it, I just haven't been able to do it. Yeah, I'm not even sure how I would end my day without electronics. <laughs> <laughs> read, read, a, read right. a physical book. <laughs> yeah, go talk to somebody face to face. Me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is we're all a work in progress, right? So exactly, it is. right. You obviously, you're an analytical guy. I'm assuming maybe in, mm. in your business. I'm assuming structured too. If I mean, they usually go hand in hand. Maybe not, but maybe very structured in your habits. Like, what habits do you have, if any? throughout the day that you really rely on? I'm sort of a weird combo because there are certain things that I'm very, very structured in. Meetings with my team or meetings with clients, there's, I know the exact agenda and, you know, very structured there. For general life things, it gets a little bit less structured and it's kind of just whatever the day holds. We kind of run with that. And I'm, I like living on the fly to an extent. So I don't really stick with a whole lot. I try and work out a lot. I try and make sure I have time to de-stress and maybe just like watch an episode of TV or something. But there's just a couple key things that I try and fit in throughout the day. I mean, you work until midnight, so you might probably don't have a lot of time for the structure, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What kind of working out? What what does that look like for you for fitness? Nothing too crazy. I've always just, um, I've been kind of like a body weight at home gym kind of guy for a while. I live in a complex now that has a good uh, facility, so I do use it a lot, but I don't do anything too crazy. It's really just something that's always been an outlet for me and not trying to become a bodybuilder, not trying to lose a whole bunch of weight or anything like that. Just really keep focused, get my heart rate up. uh, And that's kind of my turn off my brain for 20 minutes, half an hour kind of thing a day. Yeah. Yeah. Working out is so key. It's like like every guest I have on, like mostly are entrepreneurs that they all work out. You know, I started, I've, I've been working out since I was a young kid and I recently started doing Krav Maga, which is like this Israeli combat training, self-defense type thing. And it's, man, it's pushing me. Like I, I, I had training yesterday where I literally thought I was going into cardiac arrest because that's how out of breath I was. And it's been really, it's really pushed me out of my, it's, it's actually been like a, a weird thing, like where it's like, yeah, it's fitness, but it's also pushing me out of my comfort zones. So was like a personal development thing too. Cause every class is a little bit like, ah, oh, what am I doing right now? kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's a secret, secret weapon for sure, the fitness. That's pretty cool. And literally a secret weapon with Krav Maga. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm only five foot seven, so I'm as, as unintimidating as you can get. And I, I have three young girls. I figure I've got like, I've got like a good solid five years until I might have to defend them, you know, right. <laughs> um, maybe three, three to five years. I figure by then I can turn myself into somewhat of a, somewhat of a lethal weapon, you know? There you go. Yeah, a, I like a, it. A light one, you know, short, <laughs> but a functional, one. <laughs> functional one. Functional, yeah. Functional. Yes. So let's talk about your business. Okay. So you, you've been around, you said for three years, talk us through, you know, maybe there's a, n- a new entrepreneur listening or they're thinking about it. This first few years, one to two years is very rough. Like how did you get, what did you encounter in terms of challenges and how did you push through them? Any tips? So I started... Very beginning of COVID, like April 2020 was when I went full-time. 
And I was doing it on the side for a bit before that. So by the time this airs, I'm sure it'll be pretty close to three years. But a whole lot of challenges, right? I mean, COVID aside, it was just starting a new business. I really like Excel. Who else needs it kind of thing? And like, that's not really a marketing pitch. So developing developing a talk track and some sort of marketing plan around the stuff that you love that's like the main part of your business because everybody gets into business because they're really good at doing their thing, making their widgets or providing their service. All the other stuff is something you kind of have to figure out on the fly. And I'm a big test and try kind of guy and do some A-B testing and figure out what works and also what I like. So that's specifically finding a good talk track was a very difficult thing for me. And I ended up just getting into a group where we had to present every single week. And kind of like what you were saying with Krav Maga, pushed me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and pushed me to actually make sure that I had something consistent to say that was digestible and would resonate well with people that I actually wanted to work with. What's the first thought that comes to mind? Like, What's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome so far? And how did you do it? Scalability. So I provide a very custom service, little background. I don't have anything that is just plug and play. Every single client has been a new dashboard or a new piece of analysis or something like that, which I love and I really want to stick with that. Scaling that is very difficult because it all comes back to time and how do we get more efficient. Obviously, you could bring on people. You could do some repeatable parts that transfer from client to client, but getting as efficient as possible and working with the right clients has been mm-hmm. what I would kind of call the, the key to my scaling so far. Ah, so true. So like in, with our family agency, Valentine, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the systems and processes for, for sure. Are very important. Like we just moved over from Trello to Monday with a very specific configuration and the team seems to be liking it much better now. Uh, maybe it's brand new, but I really think it's going to help a lot. And then you're right. Like, the clients, man, the wrong, the wrong client uh, could just destroy you. You know, such a time suck. Right, right, it is. And like, I, I, you know, have dashboards of my own tracking hourly rates for those clients because a lot of them feel like time sucks, and a lot of them are. But it's important yeah. to do kind of like the the data check, if you will, of are they actually spending a whole lot of time? And for the ones that truly are, most of them are. Then you have the yeah. conversation of okay. You know, we might need to raise rates or change the agreement or or just or just part ways, right? There's that's not really a, a bad ending. It's just a possibility. Yeah, we track our time in T sheets. And then when I say that they're a time suck, I mean it doesn't mean they're a bad client. They're just not a good client for 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 us. Like sometimes this it's just not a good match. Like and they might have they might be able to find another agency where they just click better and it's just a better marriage, you know. Sometimes it's just the way it is. I really changed my mindset. I don't know if you agree with this, but bad clients, but it's a win when you let them go and help them let them find someone that's a better fit because the team is happier. It's it's actually a win. Like it's a it's addition by subtraction in, right. in most cases. It's such a good point. Somebody told me really early on, you won't truly be a consultant until you fire your first client. And it's so true because you're, to your point, Ryan, it's it's an addition by subtraction, which is the math part of me is all flustered by that, but it's so true in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're guys, you're like, doesn't make sense. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, let's go to the uh, the opposite side of challenge. Let's talk about the wins and growth. Like, what's uh, anything? Sta- anything uh, again to the entrepreneurs listening or new ones that are thinking about it. 
growth? Like what, what have you had the most success with in, in growing and getting your you know, first set of clients? Absolutely. So a big thing that I did was actually change my business model. And it wasn't a really crazy pivot. It was just it was kind of just refining the goal. So I would I start off with very simple, like, hey, let me work in your Excel and super easy. You know, I could do a job for like 500 bucks, but that obviously isn't really sustainable. And so I kind of changed what I was looking for of let me not only just go build some little thing in Excel, but let me do the dashboard online. Let me make it web-based. Let me do all the data stuff. And it's almost like a vertical integration type thing where from start to finish, we help you out. And it ends up being... Uh, the, most people have heard of like a fractional CFO and stuff like that. Basically, yeah. if you have outsourced CFO, right? We're kind of a fractional analyst. So give us all your analytical needs. We'll continue to do it with you. It's an ongoing process. We'll have a couple projects going on at the same time. And that offering, one, has been a really good success for the business, but two, provides a lot more value for the clients too. So to any entrepreneur listening, just because you're getting paid more for longer doesn't mean that you're just like sucking money from the client. It can actually be a huge beneficial thing to both parties. I mean, I know like we're always changing our services and getting rid, rid of services that aren't good fit or aren't profitable. So like, it's like an evolution. But how did you know to test that, that model? Like, is it just You're just trying new things and, and it clicked? Or was there some that mentored you on it? It was really a, a tested out kind of thing. It didn't have a mentor to go through it with, unfortunately. But I did look at a lot of people who were like fractional CFOs and, and stuff like that. And their model made a lot of sense to me. And it was very much, hey, I'm not an expert in this, so I'm going to bring on a fractional CFO who is an expert. And we know that it's going to take five, six months to really see some change from all this. And I was like, I totally understand that. Why don't I just do that for myself? And so I tried it out. First few clients uh, all loved it, and it's, it's worked well. Got it. Do you have a mastermind that you belong to that you can bounce ideas off of? Just curious. I did for a while. I change it up and do some more kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching now. But I do have a couple, I guess I would call them like key contacts, just people that I keep up with every now and then. And honestly, they're more friends than like business partners, but they're still just looking for that intellectual conversation and it's helped. But you also invest in coaching for yourself? Yes. Yep. I don't do the coaching. Um, I mean, I have had coaches in the past, but I do. I have a few masterminds that I belong to. So it's sort of like, I guess, kind of group coaching in a sense. So yeah. important. It really is. And business coaches, I, I, they're like really good referral partners for me. And I see what they do for clients of mine and, and their clients. And again, it was one of those like no dumb moments when hit myself in the face kind of thing. Like, why don't I just do that for myself? <laughs> I have one last question for you. And then we're going to wrap up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. My last question, yeah, we're going to go back to personal development-ish topic. Through the lens of Jack, through through your experience and, and thus far, all the experiences you've had, what is the meaning of life? That's a heavy question. <laughs> I hope this isn't too generic. It's really just about being happy. And it's it's who you're with, what you're doing. And there's there's some really good talks on it. There's actually a comedian, Daniel Sloss, who has a really good jigsaw puzzle analogy. And it's just fulfilled in every aspect of life and actually contributing back to the economy, the community, whatever it is that you're really passionate about doing, as long as that contributes back and helps other people out, 
I think that's kind of what we're all striving for in some sense or another. And I don't think that's a basic answer at all. I mean, I think it is happiness. As I get older, I'm 43 now, so statistically halfway over. And happiness, fulfillment, having fun. I mean, yeah, we got to work hard, make money, create impact, all that stuff. But the fun and happiness equation, I think it's just really, really important. Because otherwise, like, what's the point? You know, if you're like making a lot of money, you're doing X, Y, and Z, but you're miserable. It's like, does it make sense? Like, what are we doing here? You know? And so I think that answer is actually is perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it, man. I guess more about me, right? That's what we're on. Yeah. 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 Share, share whatever you want to share, website, whatever you want to share. Then we'll, then we'll, then we'll wrap up. Perfect. Website is a great place to learn more about what we do and a bit about me too. And that is pineapplecf.com. And that's abbreviated for pineappleconsultingfirm.com. I'm also all over LinkedIn all the time. If you want to connect, seriously, reach out to me. Tell, let me know that you you know, heard me from this podcast kind of thing. And I'd love to connect. So thanks again for having me on, Ryan. This was a blast. Yeah, you did a great job, Jack. I, I actually want to ask you one more, one more thing. Why pineapple? What's the story there? There's one. <laughs> We got a whole video on my website, but the short answer is uh, Southern hospitality and a sort of a vacation feeling that comes with pineapples. Ah, very nice. Okay, excellent. Well, great job, Jack. Thanks for everything you shared. Thanks so much, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.